As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to Critical Hit, a major spoilers podcast. Thank you so much for downloading and sharing this episode with a friend. Last episode, we were able to save Mr. and Mrs. Palmer and make sure that they were safe. Kind of got a clue as to, well, maybe not a clue, as to what Miller is doing over at his compound. I think this week, the rest of the party needs to check in and make sure the sheriff is okay. Cool. All right. You guys head towards the sheriff's? Yep. 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 Uh, so when you guys open the, uh, you know, open the door to the sheriff's office because the, the door is open, um, the man who greets you is not Sheriff uh, Cotton. Uh, he is a tall, sharp-eyed man with uh, sandy brown hair and a rifle over his shoulder. It's like, can I help you? Is he wearing any insignia? Uh, yeah, he's got a sheriff's badge on. Uh, is Sheriff Cotton here? No. He's, Cotton's been stripped of duty. Oh, really? Why is that? We've been out of town. Sorry. Uh, well, when there was a, uh, attempted murder on one of the city's finest citizens, uh, call went out and turns out he was drunk as a skunk. Hmm. Okay. Detectival. Just, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, maybe a little bit. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Kind of evil. Yes, like you don't worry. get the like crazy overwhelming you got from you know Miller or Isabella. It's like this might just be a not good guy. Like yeah. this the is worry not some here, kind of huh? Yeah, the, the worry here is that he has the hit dice to register. Yes. <laughs> Ooh, he's evil esque. He's evil adjacent. Hmm. Is he the only one here? Uh, there's like a few other people that are just kind of milling around. Oh yeah. You can see past over him is uh, Dr. Barton uh, sitting uh, in a, the jail cell. But yeah, he's got actually got a few people here. It looks like almost like a little posse that are just hanging out. They're playing I'll, cards. Uh, I'll uh, look over at Alder and dramatically <laughs> hold out my hand and be like, Alder now, don't make a scene. Uh, what? Oh, oh no! How could how could this happen? 
I must speak to the doctor. Oh, this is terrible. What? Oh, and I'm going to attempt to go past him in in my utter dis uh, <laughs> discombobulation. Uh, make a bluff check. Oh, I'm good at those. <laughs> oh, good. I'm a bluffer, Jack, and I'm okay. <laughs> I can't find my character sheet, and that's okay, too. Let's see. Oh, I got a plus 27. Nice. <laughs> that is not true. You have a plus 10. We haven't been saying numbers, and now you say numbers? <laughs> Look, I just rolled a 27. What did I just say? <laughs> uh, so he just, like, is focusing on you guys, and, like, the, some of the guys that were playing cards stand up and start, like, milling past, but in, like, the kind of movement, uh, Alder is able to dart past uh, towards uh, Dr. Burton's cell. All right. So while that's happening, I'm going to like pull aside the new sheriff and um, show my badge and basically be like, you know, tell him that I'm investigating an international uh, matter and, you know, just kind of talk to him about it. And yeah, have you seen anything? This is very important. All right. Why don't you make a bluff or diplomacy check depending on how you're Dup- taking it diplomacy Dup- if you will the bluff uh, we'll go with bluff and because mostly I wanna go do it cover for Alder cool to see what he can find out Ugh, that's Ooh. gonna be a 13 <laughs> All right, we'll get back to you, but we'll let Alder get to Dr. Barton for now. So um, We'll just she, call that a bad aid another. <laughs> um, so you can get past uh, to Dr. Barton, who is pacing restlessly in her cell. It's like, Alder! Doctor, what, what happened? I don't know. I went to check on uh, Mrs. Palmer, and then the next thing I know, I'm being hauled out of there under arrest. They say I tried to poison Mr. Palmer, which is obviously nonsense. No, you didn't just try. You very successfully poisoned him. He nearly died. Wait, what? I was able to negate the poison, but... This is nonsense. I can't believe it. This is clearly... Uh, get me out of here. I'll, I'll see what I can do. Let me ask you a question. What? Did you speak with anyone before? I mean, I speak with people all day, you know. Did you speak with anyone unusual? Uh, let me see. Well, I spoke with Bart about his persistent rash and I spoke with Lou who wanted to do me to check on his twins um, and then I spoke with um, Mr. Miller who wanted me to do a um, some kind of check to make sure that his men were okay before the ship off ah that explains what? it I, I will explain later when you spoke to Mr. Miller, 
Was anyone else around? Was perhaps the sheriff around? She's like, can we maybe have this conversation when I'm not behind bars? I'm not entirely sure that we can. No, the sheriff wasn't around. Why would the sheriff be around? Mm, just checking some information. Where have I, you been? I got another been, message from Mr. Palmer saying that you're leaving town on some reason. And it, yes. then this happens. I was dealing with the blight and the crops. And I think we've successfully dealt with it. But there's another matter, perhaps another plant that may need to be uh, removed or at the very least uh, replanted from where it is in order to take care of all of the situation. I believe that, that I will be able to get you out of jail. I don't believe that I can do it right now. But stay here. Thank and you. I, I, I will be back within 7 to 12 days, I believe. What? And I think I can get <laughs> you out of here. They, they say that there's a circuit judge on the way. They're going to try me for murder. Well, fortunately, no one was murdered. I was able Attempted to murder, then. Well, that actually may stick. Don't worry, I know a good lawyer. I don't even <laughs> believe that. Uh, I know a man with a badge. It's very close. And I think... I think once I've dealt with um, with my my replanting with my associates and I that uh, there may be much fewer uh, issues. You know, I'd be much more intrigued by your flowery metaphors if I wasn't in a jail cell. Well, yes, I can see how that is disturbing. Uh, I I recommend that you rest. If you'd like, I can give you some uh, willow root to chew on. It's very calming. It has an analgesic effect. It will help to lower your overall blood pressure. Get as well. out of here, Alder. Unless you are getting me out, I'm done. I will get you out at some point. These gentlemen seem to be coming this way. So, so yeah, back with uh, Chema. It's like, oh wait, you're. We already met someone like a federale who said he was here for some investigation. Yes, that's right. Uh, Not you, we are though. putting that's right. We are putting a lot of resources into this. Uh you see there is a lot of money uh tied up in this. A lot of money to be made by bad people who could traffic these items, who could stand to make a lot of profit off of antiquities being smuggled around and sense motive to tell if this guy's like crooked and he wants money and is kind of like trying to figure <laughs> this guy out. Uh, so, yeah, roll it. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, is it better than a two? We'll see. It's going to be better than a two, you guys. It's not. Oh, no. Well, it's a 15 uh, this time because you have a better modifier. So <laughs> he says, oh, yeah, and antiquities. And like some of the guys at the car table are like, yeah, we, we know someone who's really interested in antiquities. So you say, you know where to find some antiquities? Uh, you know, we should we should arrange a meeting. Why don't we go right now? 
Would you would you like to you know if you're there's there you should really come speak with Mr. Miller. He he would be very interested in all of that. Oh, Miller, you say? I, yes. Um, I have already spoken to him. No, no, I think you should speak with him again. He spoke with your colleague. They, they've, they've, I think they've got in a relationship, but he didn't mention that there was another someone from your organization. We should, we should really go. Oh no, that is all right. Hmm. Uh, like the guys from the table all get up and they're like, "No, I think we should go." <laughs> oh God. Well, if you all insist. Excellent. And he'll say, uh, I'll see you later, Dr. Barton. She, like, glowers at him. How many guys are we talking here? There are uh, the sheriff and four other guys. Sheriff and four other guys. Do they look, I don't know, maybe like they're in need of a nap? Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's early evening, hard to say. <laughs> I mean, we don't um, want them to get overtired. So, um, I'll, uh, yep, we'll just, uh, head for the door and uh before we get there I'll uh turn around and be like hey, you know what it is so late I definitely would not want to bother him at night uh why don't we all just rest up and we'll just go see him in the morning it's like no I think right now is a is a fine time no I think we should all Rest up. <laughs> <laughs> and we should see him in the morning. I think hey, that's guys, a... look over here. Let <laughs> me <laughs> uh, uh, roll some saves. A face what's your, full of sand geez, for what's your, everyone. Your DCs are higher than that. These My DCs are, are all higher than that. All right. Yeah. So, and sleep is going to get enough. Uh, let me... So, yeah, basically all four of the guys that were just playing cards just drop immediately. Um, and the sheriff uh, is like, wait, what? Um, and grabs for his gun. Um, and But the rest of you guys are on it and can be a combination of tackle, punch, like, bite. Wrap your tail well, around I'll, it. Uh, can, I, can I just threaten him? Like, sure. basically... Like, draw on him? Yeah. Yeah, so the both of you draw on each other. Okay. Ooh. So, let's have uh, another conversation, then. Hmm. What is your All connection right. with Midler? What did you do to my men? I asked you first. But I'll tell you if you tell me. All right. He's paying me. Okay. Well, I'll tell you two things. One, I'll tell you what happened to your men. They are asleep. They will be fine. Two, I will tell you this. He is not paying you enough to deal with us. I'm gathering that. 
Uh, you appear to be a stalwart fellow, a <laughs> man of strong will, but a uh, man nonetheless. Uh, and let me tell you, from personal experience, you will rapidly be getting in over your head if you stay in redemption. I recommend that. Uh, are these German or were they all just gathered? Uh, I don't know. Well, uh, regardless, if you care for these men, I recommend that you gather them up and leave, or rather that you just take your the, whatever money you have been fronted and go. Like nods, goes down to the men on the ground, takes all of their wallets, walks out. Ah, <laughs> yes. That's a hell of a law, man. Well, he did detect this kind of sort of evil. Do you, uh, you want to leave me the badge? He <laughs> like, just tosses it on the ground by your feet. Okay. I put it on. Do we <laughs> see the keys? Um. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's got keys on his belt. And the keys as well, please. You actually want to let that crazy lady go? Want is not necessarily the appropriate term. I'm going to let the crazy lady go. Like, tosses you the keys. I'm also Think you're thinking the ones about... in over your heads. Oh, we almost certainly are. You're the smart one here. I go to unlock the cell. It's like... So, that was interesting. Uh, it's been an interesting sort of week. Gentlemen, do we want to put these gentlemen in the cell? Yes, let's do that. I think so. Doctor, if you would be so kind as to oh, step out, I think absolutely. we can replace you. Pick up the man. <laughs> put him in the cell. Eshen stacks pick up, up another, like cordwood. Pick up another man. Put him in the cell. <laughs> De-weaponize them. Are there any guns that I can have this time? Yeah, yeah, they've all got pistols. I mean, they're not especially fine or impressive. We're going to probably take their guns. Sure. Guns are probably good. Any of them got any good hats? Um, Yeah, one of them's got a totally good hat. Mm, I don't know. It looks like I might have bugs in it. I mean, it's possible. It's always a risk when you take hats off of strange men. <laughs> I am, however, going to take their hats. Cool. Are you changing out your hat? No, I'm just going to make sure that they don't have them anymore. All right, that's that's great. A cowboy, a, a cowboy goober without his hat is like you know a, a an omelet without hot sauce. I'll uh, walk over to the doctor. I don't believe we have been properly introduced. My name is Chema. I am part of an uh, investigation into uh, Mr. Miller. He is quite a international criminal and some other stuff besides. <laughs> Dr. Rose Barton, she like shakes your hand. She's got mm -hmm. like a nice firm handshake uh, oh. for, you know, a middle-aged woman. Um, and here I thought he was just a well run-of-the-mill corrupt railroad baron. He is that, but he is not uh, your common one. 
Mm-hmm. Um, he is, uh, and you're going to have to take uh, our word for this, quite a potent magical being as well, um, which I'm Jeez. sure uh, Alder will be more than happy to talk to you about as you have observed him use his own magic. She nods. It's like, I mean, I've been employing you for how long now? And you just get around to... Are, were you ever going to tell me? Well, sometimes things slip my mind. <laughs> she, like, shakes her head. Do you know how many pointy-eared babies I helped deliver during the Civil War? It was a lot. Hmm. We are a, a, a prolific and feckless lot, I assume. But... <laughs> In in either case, uh, I I believe that the reason that you were in that cell was some sort of influence by Mr. Miller. And with all respect, I am not entirely certain how far-ranging that particular influence is or was. Well, that's just disturbing. Can't say I like the idea of having my mind messed with. No, but it's better than waking up a murderer and not realizing it. So uh, you take the good and you take the bad. And do not worry. Jew did not actually kill anyone. Good. That's very good. That said, I believe you are now more at risk than ever, so... I recommend that you lay low. Maybe leave down if you have family nearby. Afraid not, but if you're deep in this, I can do what I can help to help. I've got some um, supplies. Well, we will take any help that we can get. I believe you know Russell. Hello. Mm. Yes, Russell. And you've met Ashen. Uh. No, I don't think I have. Eshen is a lizard man from the swamp. Well. I'll take off my hat. She just nods and like just starts like walking around you in like a very appraising like anatomist way. Like, like, like pokes your tail. It's like, that is fascinating. I've been wondering if he has the breakaway tail that they had, that the skinks and the other lizards oh, have. Do you? Does your species do that to avoid predation? No. I don't think there is a predator above them in the food chain, honestly. <laughs> we did fight a dinosaur. Uh, that is a good point. Well, the dinosaur was undead, wasn't it? No, the dinosaur was quite alive. It was, oh. it was, it was quite a, a dinosaur. It was. But if I could take it out, then I'm sure they could take it out, so... <laughs> the literal thunder lizard, if you will. Uh, she, t- uh, like, goes to, like, her pocket and basically, like, and goes to take out uh, a notepad and is clearly just, like, sketch- or about to start sketching uh, Eshin and then also pulls out, like, a little surgical knife and is like, where'd this come from? May I see that? Uh... Yes. She hands it to you. I'll analyze it as best I can. Cool. Um, do you have a spellcraft? Or detect magic? But I do. I don't. I just have okay. mundane perception and stuff. 
Um, hmm, does anyone have knowledge history? Uh, I do. Oh, all right. You can roll perception and knowledge history. Okay. 14, because I can't roll above a five, now, five nowadays. Cool. And knowledge history. I shudder to think. Bam, there's a 10. Yeah, but it still gets me about the same because my knowledge history role is like a 3. Or right. modifier. Um, this is a... It's weird. This is clearly like a... You know, and Alder can just see... You know, she has... She keeps her instruments very in very very good condition and this is a surgical knife that is uh worn and um not much like not that old but um it clearly hasn't been maybe cleaned in a while um and it has um a engraving on uh the top uh, which is uh uh the initials tnc which unfortunately don't mean anything to anyone i'll uh, i'll pass it to alder and um, does this uh, does this place have like those like slat window type things? Yeah, like uh, for sure. Okay, so I'll I'll go over, open one up a little bit, stick out my hand, and um, knock a couple times on it mm. to signal that it's safe. Cool. Ah, okay. for the uh, the hanging judge outside. Yep. <laughs> All right, I will come on in, I suppose. You think it would be worth throwing a, a spells and crafting or a knowledge arcana at this knife? Yeah, you can make either of those checks. Mm, I think I'll try the spells and crafting. I'm better at that. That's uh, German, by the way. Spells and uh, crafts. Spells and craftsen. <laughs> uh, 14. Yeah, this is a item of some amount of power. Um, you don't know what it does. You would think maybe it might have like a necromantic aura to it. Hmm. Like you think that this has been associated with death or murder. Hmm. Does it look like it would, I don't know, reach Miller's heart? No, no, you you clearly like I mean, you it's a surgical knife. If you had him strapped to an operating table, maybe. What if or I you could use really, it as like really sort tight. of a uh I guess you could use it as like an impromptu dagger if he was uh, surprised, which is presumably how, you know, maybe William Palmer was stabbed. Hmm. Eh, worth having. Does it seem like it's trying to control my mind? Do I feel like I want to murder anyone? Not at this time. <laughs> Not any more than usual, anyway. Okay. I'm going to stick that in one of my mini pouches. Cool. So what do you guys do? I think it's we well. should take the doctor up on her offer of supplies. Just Oh, by the way, doctor, have you met the hanging judge? <laughs> wow. Hello. I, you know, I always thought that the most of what you talk about, Alder, was uh, just absolute nonsense, but here you do apparently live a far more interesting life than I thought. <laughs> well, it's sometimes good to have no one believe your stories, especially when the stories themselves are unbelievable. Uh, it's, I honor, I suppose. 
appreciated. Well, Miller's estate is quite busy. About a dozen men patrolling the grounds. They seem to have some project going on within the camp. I did not risk getting a closer look. Oh. Hmm. Well, uh, we have to assume that uh, there's going to be guards. Um, perhaps when we go in, causing a distraction would be the best way to go about it. Mm-hmm. Um, we have to assume that he knows we are in town. Uh, but, oh, almost uh, certainly. If not, he probably will soon find out. I, I'm sure he is expecting for one of his lawmen to check in, and they will not. Yes. So, uh, we'll see. Um, I'm not... Uh, but at least we took care of that. Uh, um, of that unknown. Um Law enforcement in redemption is probably not going to be an issue for us at this stage. Which may be good. Uh, you know, I would uh, I would feel bad if any petty crime is committed right now, but I don't think the current administration would really uh, do a lot about that anyway. Uh, we uh, we should perhaps, uh, especially you, Elder, uh, head to the doctor and see if there's any herbs or whatever you need for your pouches. Um, and then see about getting closer to the complex and seeing what we can do to get in. And in the meantime, everybody try to figure out uh, good ways of uh, putting something silver through Palmer. Sounds like a plan. Oh, uh, Doctor, you wouldn't happen to be a gunsmith, would you? (laughs) That is not among my many talents, I'm afraid. Mm. Silver? Really? Uh, Yes, I believe uh, we are in fact dealing with a vampire. Incredible. (sighs) Well, I've got some things I think I can help. Not silver, though. But I'll do what I can. Oh, that is great. Uh, I'll just, like, head out. Um, If that's alright with everyone. Um, is there someone else in town who is a gunsmith that maybe we can talk to? Uh, honestly, I mean, the hmm, I don't know about actual gunsmith. I know both Boyd and the sheriff are gun enthusiasts. Where is the sheriff? Did you know? I don't. I haven't seen him. I, hmm. They said he was drunk. Maybe he's still at his home? Do we want to try to Contact the sheriff, see if he can help us. I'm sure he might be looking for some payback if uh, he was forcefully ousted. But also, the more time we spend out here spinning around, the more time Miller has to prepare for us. Yes. I don't know. He knows we're coming. I mean, that's not even a you know, a wild guess. Mm-hmm. He knows we're coming. Um, so the question is, is he just waiting for us or is he going to be an aggressor and send his people after us? If he's just holed up the compound doing something like the hanging judge said, 
then it makes, I mean, we can go check out the sheriff. We can go to the doctor's office and get supplies. Uh, it feels like we have time. The question is, I wonder what they were doing at the camp. If they were building something, if there's some ceremony that he's about to perform, because that might put a greater pinch on our resources and time uh, than, um, than we might assume. But I, I, if he hasn't attacked us outright by now, he's oh, not he's, going to. I mean, he's obviously been... What do you think the attack on Palmer was if he... Well, I mean, personally, us. Mm-hmm. Well, he might not quite realize that we are back in town. We just got back into town, but we are... And I'll, like, point back as we're leaving the, the jail cell full of people. This disruptive. Yes. So he will know soon if he doesn't already. Oh. Um, so we could expect a wave of attacks soon. Uh, but you're right. Uh, my problem, my concern is what happens if we successfully uh, run in and kick over all his sand castles and tear up all his toys and beat his dog with a newspaper and then get up to him and we can scratch him. Well, yes. So I'm I'm willing to go see the sheriff. Okay. Uh, I think it's at least wise to try. Do we know what, looking at the hanging judge, could you tell what they were working on? No. Just heard noise. Hmm. So I guess we go to the sheriff uh, while we wait for um, the doctor to get her stuff together? Cool. Uh, out of character, wasn't there something about the railroad being completed and mm-hmm. a golden spike and mm-hmm. yeah, the end of the world and <laughs> like that? Yep. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> and Maybe. if I'm not mistaken, don't we have the golden spike? The golden spike was actually for uh, Palmer's railroad, oh, okay. but Got Miller it. is also finishing up a railroad project. They were they were racing each other. Ah, okay. It's a railroad to hell, <laughs> which is a city near Newark. Uh, so yeah, you guys want to head to the sheriff's then? Sure. Yes, we're sheriffing now. Cool. Um, when you knock on the door, there is no answer. What about when we kick in the door? Uh-huh. Well, I'll just, I'll just try to open it first. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, so yeah, you open it and you see, um, the sheriff just like lying on the floor, passed out drunk. Um, there is a, um, his place is pretty simple. Um, it is uh, actually like almost in a kind of precise military regimented, um, although it looks like it's been a little bit messed up uh, recently. Though not not like it's been tossed or anything like that. Just like he, had, no one's been cleaning it recently. And um, so, what seems really out of place is uh, sitting on a table um, a crystal uh, decanter that is mostly full of whiskey. I think hmm. I'm gonna. Keep myself scarce and keep watch outside. Cool. I'll go over to the sheriff and see if I can wake him up. Uh, yeah, you'd like slap him around a bit. It's like, what? Uh, hello, Mr. Cotton. <sighs> Who are you? Uh, we met very briefly. My name is Chema. I am an agent with the Mexican Federal Police. (laughs) What? 
What are you yes, doing in my house? Bit, yes, I know. Bit far north. Yes, I get that a lot. Um, uh, I am in the middle of an investigation into uh, Mr. Miller. Um, I believe he ha- he is in a serious. Uh, he has several serious counts of antiquities trafficking uh, between Mexico and the United States, and. Uh, I he is also into some other uh, problematic things, and uh, we have need of your help uh, oh. in uh, countering some of them. He goes and like starts sit, trying to sit up and reaches for the that crystal bottle. I'm gonna stick some in that. that. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna take that decanter because it looks interesting. Uh, cool. You take it. You're like, oh man, it, it smells delicious. You really want to like take a drink out of that. Do I? Yeah. Want to make, make me a will save? I think I better. Do, 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 do. Am I going to have the will? What's my will save? <gasps> oh, crap. We're dead. Nice knowing you, gentlemen. I'll see you at the bottom of a bottle. Hang on. Now I got to find my thing. 25. Oh, yeah. Well, it's like, you know, but you're not really a whiskey man. Uh, I mean, it smells great. But, you know, you bet Russell would love that. You could, like, I pour th- him a glass. That would be really nice of you. I I, I feel the urge to smash it. <laughs> what do I do with this urge? Um, Keep what? it out of character. Like, hey. So he like looks at Alder grabbing the bottle and is like, it's mine. So like, No, I believe this belongs to Mr. Miller, and I think uh, he gave it to me as a gift on account of my not being at his party, said I should deserve to drink. Tell me, when you drink <sighs> from this, does it ever get any lower? He like looks at it as like No. Yes. Uh, this is another artifact, gentlemen, and I... With respect, Russell, I don't think you should touch this one. Yeah, I was going to drink it anyway. <laughs> Damn. He said it was, uh... Belonged to Grant. Uh. <sighs> Grant. Yeah. It, yeah, it may have. Thought I'd like it oh, on account of, uh, I mean, though I've fought on the other side of the war. <laughs> oh, wait. So what is going on? Uh, Mr. Miller is involved with uh, some, as I said, antiquities. And some of these antiquities are still quite potent uh, in the arcane sense. Like this one. Like like magic? Just like magic. The darkest kind of magic. Whiskey? Whiskey's the darkest kind of magic? In many different ways, yes. Oh, wait. So, wait, what time is it? It's late. Very late. We need your assistance. 
with, Dr. With Martin what? indicated that you may have weapons. Well, yeah. Got lots of guns. Like, looks over you guys over. It's like, like, looks at specifically the people who don't have obvious guns. It's like, why don't you have guns? Uh, actually, really what we need is uh, access to uh, making bullets. Uh, yeah, we've got some manual stuff. Uh, but I've also just got bullets. Why do you need bullets? We need silver bullets. It like starts like, oh, it's it's that kind of situation then. Yes. All right. Oof. Wait, who are you going to shoot? People who need silver bullets. Well, my experience, you don't use silver bullets on people. You do if that they, is correct. You do if they make a lot of dark magic. Wait, are you telling me you're going to shoot Mr. Miller, the richest man in town? Not exactly that, man. That is currently our plan, Jess. Because he's involved in antiquities trafficking? Uh, because he is actually a creature of darkness involved in antiquities <sighs> trafficking. Excuse me. And he, like, throws up. <laughs> Kick a bucket over towards him. Oh, thank As you. he's doing it. Blah. Uh, Monk reflexes. Yep. So, all right. And I mean, the mayor is going to be, he's got half the people in town tied up in his investments. Mm -hmm. Yes, that is actually what we find to be the most vexing part of uh, dealing with him is the people that are willing to uh, help him simply because he owns them monetarily. We dealt with your successor. And, My what? Uh, I have a successor? Well, not anymore. Uh, apparently, uh, someone tried to stab Mr. Palmer. What? And they went How long to have go, I been here? Well, probably as long as you've been drinking that. I'll, I'll that tell him what the date is. Oh. <laughs> Mr. Miller has gone out of his way to remove several people uh, from redemption in preparation for whatever it is he is preparing. I'll, uh, yeah. I'll pull He's... out his badge. Uh, I thought you were, weren't you, were you wearing it or? I, I mean, I had it like. Like my badge, I had it like inside my coat. Sure. Like, so I'll like I'll just unclip it and pull it out. <laughs> sure. I totally didn't steal this and try to wear it, you guys. I mean, like, sees that you've got it clipped next to your hair, his own badge, and just kind of laughs. Says, "Ah, okay. I'm gonna get cleaned up so that when you do this, I'll be there to keep them from hanging you." 
That would be much appreciated. Yes, it works for me. And bullets. You need silver bullets. Yes. <sighs> yeah, I think I've got a few. Mm. <laughs> nice! <laughs> Things get weird around here. Don't Man. I? You know, I have to say... Uh... Your civil war was a lot more interesting than I thought. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, uh, you know, there are lizard people that live in the swamps near here. I've been told, yes. We have learned that, yes. Not. Hi. Did you take off your hat? <laughs> no, just wave. Like, <laughs> Hi. Oh, uh, you should also know, uh, just in the interest of full interdepartmental cooperation and disclosure, we have been working with a, with a known vigilante, the Hanging Judge. <laughs> oh, great. Great. What's his stake in this? Uh, from uh, the time that I have been working with him, I have ascertained that he is a concerned citizen and has actually been uh, on uh, Miller's Associates Trail for quite some time and uh, has uh, found the law unable to do what, uh, to una- unable to protect the people that need protecting, so he has taken it upon himself. Yeah, well, I'm tell him I'm personally offended. Well, he's around. If you'd like, you can tell him yourself. <laughs> like looks around. I mean, not uh, not here immediately, but I, I could <laughs> I could get him in here if you, if you wanted. Just don't shoot him, because because uh, important know, I, things are happening and we need him. Yeah, I'm gonna honest, stay out of sight. <laughs> I. Uh, don't think I could shoot straight right now if I wanted to. Okay. <sighs> okay. Yeah, give me a second. And he like stands up like very shakily and goes into um, a like cabinet where he's got a few different. There seem to be a lot of war trinkets and mementos and things like that. Um, and then he pulls out a box. Um, and it's got some weird stuff in it. Like there's definitely there's like a dagger that made made out of bone. Um, mm. There's like um, what do you think is a tarot deck? Um, and then there's a um, uh, a little pouch of bullets and then a little vial. Uh, and he says, uh, "This should uh, these are." what I got. Um, and then this should, uh, well, you can apply it to some more. If you have some, it should, uh, help a bit. Apply it to a weapon. Yeah. Okay. You guys can add to your inventory, 10 silver bullets Hmm. and a charge of silver sheen. Okay, I'm 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 the only one who shoots bullets, right? Or does uh, does hang? Are you the one? Hanging judge does as well. I got a six okay. shooter. Okay, so 
you wanna you wanna split them five and five? Sure, Brian. Okay. Yeah. So I'll, yeah. I'll I'll pass those to you when later. But let's write them down as five and five. Play a Russian okay. roulette with it. It's got one hmm. that won't kill him. Yep. Oh, <laughs> what? It's got uh, you five can't bullets do a, for a six shooter. You can't do a deer hunter reference in a vampire story. So okay. what is that? What is the silver? Mistakes. What does the silver sheen do? Uh, silver sheen can be applied to a weapon as a standard action to give a weapon the properties of alchemical silver for one hour. Oh, mm. any weapon? Yep. Like a rope <laughs> or a trident. Or it a could trident. be applied to or a, a trident. Punch? Or a punch. What about a ray? <laughs> no, it's not a weapon. Rays ignore damage reduction, anyways. What this is about is overcoming damage reduction. Probably trident, huh? I think so. Four out of five dentists agree. <laughs> mm, 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 mm. So that he oh, can be mind controlled right away. <laughs> yes, <laughs> just destroy you all. I'm Boom. just. I'm. I, I gotta say, I'm just like so sad, so sad that we're just one level away from Stephen having silver fists. Yeah. We're also Wait, one level I could away be the man from with me the silver having fists? silver natural weapons. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I could be the man with the silver fists. Yes. The man with the silver. I can no. spend a whole season telling everyone, I'm the silver fist. Yeah. Uh, uh. Well, why didn't anybody listen to me? I'm the silver fist. <laughs> <laughs> My love is so hard because I'm rich and white. <laughs> Magical. You are the worst silver fist ever. Uh, but I'm the silver fist. That is that kind of is canon. Like Danny <laughs> Rand kind of is like a, even in the comics. Mm -hmm. Like as they've retconned more Iron Fist, he kind of is the worst one. Yeah. Like he's badass, and he they're the, just the previous ones are more badass. But uh, anyway, no no reason to get into it here. Just imagine him <laughs> wrestling a giant silver fish. To that get was the episode. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Rodrigo will guest on explaining the joke episode four, Iron Fist, and why he sucks. Yeah. <laughs> why I'm sad he sucks. All yeah. right, so Rob gets the silver stuff. Rob gets the silver fish. Uh, the people with guns get the good. The bullets. guns, silver bullets. Yeah, being like people around town being like, oh, yeah, things sometimes get weird. I kind of feel like at the beginning of this game, there was a character select screen, and just as easily one of us could have been like the sheriff that sheriff. has seen some stuff and the doctor that has delivered Faye babies. Yep. <laughs> yes. Somebody like, could have like, been, you know. Yep. Like scion of a wealthy family that's part of a secret society. Like, these are all like, oh, like, just things that we could have like picked out. These are characters that we didn't choose because we were too enamored with Chun Li. I mean, yeah. I, I there was I I wanted this world to feel like everyone had you know that you guys were not the I mean you guys are clearly the weirdest and most exciting because you're the heroes, but that there are people who have other secret yeah. deals. I mean, I'm the that's weirdest. Cool. You are the weirdest. Like Rashomon style video game that's like that. Yeah, there's an episode. I have to explain what Rashomon is. <laughs> so you got you got bullets. Chema got bullets. Eshin got thing, and uh, Russell and I get Bupkis. Doctor hasn't come back yet. Okay. <laughs> Ooh. Well, Sheriff, uh, I would 
if you can start making your move now, that would be great because uh, this is going to go we, down shortly. We don't yep. expect it to be long. Uh, good luck. Thank you. Oh, uh, you Alder, if you know any good hangover cures. I absolutely do. That would be great. I pull some hair off Dawn, gives it to him. (laughs) (laughs) Dawn has to bite him first. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Dawn wants to eat this guy's vomit. No. Dawn, no. We've talked about this. Hey, we killed a ghost and got magic pants out of the deal. (laughs) This did come from a magic decanter. Do you think mm. that if Dawn eats the magic vomit, she'll get powered up for the last boss fight? It's saying, not the first time a... magic vomit has been useful on this show. That's right. There is a, there is a, precedent. There is a precedent for magic vomit. Well, you know what? There's also a precedent that Alder would not really stop her from eating magic vomit or any right. vomit. She's a dog. Or get I was just pointing out because dogs are disgusting. Yes, That's so. all. Okay. they are. But uh, yes, uh, I'm, going, I'm going to need some bacon grease and a bag of Funyuns. Dogs are gross <laughs> and cats are jerks. Uh, I think That's we better our make part. our. I think we better make our way to the doctor. Yes, agreed. Cool. Well, then um, you guys get to her place, and she has been clearly uh, busy pulling some stuff together. Um, as she, I go, tank. good. Hmm. What'd you say? Never mind. <laughs> okay. Wasn't my you... one. Uh, you're back. Uh, so here's what I can give you. Um, and she'll uh, put on a table a pair of uh, two syringes. It's like if the things get bad, these can um, well help you stay on your feet in a pinch. What's in them? Uh, powerful stimulants. Ah, oh, coffee. Ah. Yeah, not not coffee. Uh, you you know, uh, you 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 want to hit a vein. You like looks at the it's like hands one to Alder and one to uh, Chema. Okay. So if someone is injured, we can stimulant them. Yeah, and you can write down a pair of, because these will count as uh, two potions of cure serious wounds. Okay. Yeah. Potions of Dethane. Mm-hmm. Yep. One, one for each of us. She'll say, uh, good luck. Thank you. It's like, especially you, because I expect you to be at work tomorrow. Yes, ma'am. What do you think you're facing? I believe we're facing a vampire and whatever retinue a vampire brings with him. Well, I've got no experience with that. That sounds terrible. It is less than ideal. 
we've interacted with at least one of his minions, and she's remarkably unpleasant. Uh, anyone I know? No, I don't believe so. Someone you may have heard of. One of the legendary gang whose name escapes me, I believe. Redfield. <laughs> Renfields. Wait, you're saying that Miller is in charge of the Renfields? It seems so. Uh, his influence uh, seems to expand in many directions, like a terrible octopus of some sort. Yes, as it turns out, uh, it is his vampiric influence that has... Uh the Renfields, but uh, I would have just assumed that it was money. Time and again, it is money that I believe is his strongest asset. Well, nod. She's like, well, watch out. Especially, she like looks at Russell. It's like, you uh, you fancy Rosa, right? Uh, uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> she's, she's nice. Yeah, well, she took a job with Miller. I, I I'm aware. And that's a concern. Well. All right. Best of luck. Thank you. I quickly and awkwardly hug her. She like pats you on the back. Don't get killed. Mm, You don't either. Just in case, um, you might be on the ready in case there are many injuries on our side. Yeah, okay. I'll uh, get uh, things ready. Oh, and uh, you know, you were uh, subject to his influence and the plan didn't go as planned. So if we don't come back, he will probably try to kill you. So you should definitely leave town if we don't come back. Ah. <laughs> uh. Oh, that's, uh, you guys are just rays of sunshine, but I suppose you did get me out of jail, so I'll accept it for tonight. And I guess we start heading down to Miller's place. (laughs) To our inexorable doom. Mm -hmm. And as you start heading towards Miller, we will cut away. Because in truth... Our story began many years before William Greenwood's murder. Perhaps it truly began in 1850, when an ambitious young man who wanted more than to follow in his father's footsteps and leave the simple life of a farmer showed up at the school with nothing but a bag of clothes and 50 cents. Perhaps we should start with how he impressed his principal enough that he arranged for the young man to work in a blacksmith shop, where he proved so successful at managing the books he became a part owner or how he leveraged the profits from that venture to create a tanning business, or with the founding of the partnership that would become the largest leatherworking venture in New York. But we will begin one night in September 1857 with that partnership's dissolution. Charles Mortimer Lip stands in his office, looking over the day's newspaper with a deep frown. What are we going to do? Lip asks his partner. My railroad stock and the farms I bought out west were supposed to be surefire investments, but now the stock is worthless and the bank is foreclosing on my land. His partner only shrugged. You should have made more conservative investments and not overextended yourself. 
We'll have to shut down the business, unfortunately. But I've got some money saved to buy the physical assets from you. He said, shuffling some papers. Leop's face grew red as he yelled at his partner. If you have the money, why not help me the, keep the business afloat? I trusted you. We, we built this together. I need this. You know my daughter is sick. I need the income to pay for her treatment. His partner shook his head. That would be a waste. There's opportunity in crisis, and I have several far more interesting investments in mind. Why prop up a failing business when I can buy a failing railroad? I'm looking towards the future. The pain in Layup's eyes hurt his partner as he asked, Isn't our friendship worth anything? Wouldn't it just be enough to help me and preserve what we built together? But his partner steeled himself and said only, No. And Layup left Percy Miller alone with his ambitions. Miller's plans bear fruit. He buys railroad stock for pennies on the dollar, leaving him in control of the line. He begins investing in smaller railroads, buying up track that will expand his reach beyond the East Coast. And perhaps that would have been enough if not for the night in 1859 when Charles Leop paid of him a visit at his office, a gun in hand. My daughter died last night, he said, hands shaking as he pointed the weapon at his former partner. Her blood is on your hands. You have ruined me in every way possible. I'm truly sorry. Miller replied nervously. I is there anything I can do? I, I can give you money for the funeral. I, I can help you start a new business. The past two years have been good to me, and perhaps the next two can be good to you. Leop only laughed coldly. It's far too late for generosity now, he said. Your greed and ambition destroyed me and my family, and it will destroy you just as surely. You had a chance to save me, to save my family. And you didn't. And for that, I curse you to never find peace. No matter how well your businesses do, no matter how much power you accumulate, it will never be enough. There was the sound of a finger on the trigger, and the gun fired and hit its mark. And Charles Layup bled, up on, bled out on the office floor. The railroad owner went home shaken and feeling ill. His wife voiced her concern, but he didn't have the strength to speak to her. He could barely make it to his bed. When she found him feverish in the morning, she called a doctor. But he could not identify the malady, and his prescriptions had no effect. When his condition only worsened, she called a priest to administer last rites. But when the clergyman saw her husband, he understood. He's cursed, or, or perhaps possessed, he said with shock, watching the railroad man writhe in agony. I can't help him, but I'll go fetch my superior. But before the priest could leave, Miller's body went limp. The priest stepped forward to investigate, wondering if his time had in fact come. A hand grabbed him with unnatural speed, drawing him forward, and the priest could feel his will and his energy draining from his body. When he had drank his fill, Percy Miller told his wife to stop screaming. She obeyed. Time passed. Miller strived to understand what had happened to him. The hungers that drove him endlessly. For money. For power. He could find nothing remarkable about his partner that gave him the ability to drive to level this death curse. So he plunged into a study of the occult, using the newfound power of his command to open doors hidden to most men. He visited the back rooms of museums and private collections of antiquities and discovered all manner of items eager to tell him their secrets. There was the conquistador's sword, whose blade would never dull. The magician's lantern that now cast shadow instead of light. 
He learned that brushes with history, with great men, with bloodshed, could invest items with true power. The Civil War broke out, and he found profit in the chaos. He grew his railroad, his newfound charms helping him woo investors and banks. He made a fortune, amassed a collection of objects of power. But it was not enough. Miller's actions did not go unnoticed. He was brash and inexperienced in his power, but he was also underestimated. When the disciple of Chung Wei came for him, Miller captured him and bound him to his will. The enslaved assassin told him of a hidden world in secret societies, of a woman who could bind ghosts to her will. Miller formed a plan. His wife has died, or did she kill herself? It hardly mattered. He knew he should be sad, but he felt only relief. The last relic of his old life had been shed, and like so many men with nothing to hold him down and a thirst for something more, he headed west. Miller experienced his first major setback in San Francisco. This time, he was the one who underestimated his prey. He could have stood against the ghosts the medium invoked, but not while also facing the warriors that guarded her home. He dispatched her most powerful champion, but she escaped and Miller retreated. It was not a total failure, though. The endeavor taught him the value of allies. Miller settled into the ironically named town of Redemption, Texas. He did not seek salvation, only a hub from which he could exert power over East and West. He doesn't even need to use his powers to rule here, only his money. But it is not enough. His first recruits are unintentional. When the brigands wearing red bandanas try to rob his train, he shows them a fury he reserves only for those who would threaten his property. Their leader is brave, unwilling to lose face in front of his men. Miller thinks he will have to kill them all until Isabella Renfield stops the carnage by stabbing her husband in the back. Miller is sufficiently impressed and gifts her with a bit of his power. Isabella offers him more from their relationship. He rebuffs her by pointing out the fate of the last man she was intimate with. But in truth, when he looks at her, he feels not desire, but emptiness. His ambition has left him no room for such distractions. He meets an even more powerful ally soon after. She pretends to be human when she arrives in a redemption, but Miller easily sees through Tlotska's guise and is intrigued. A deal is struck. He will help her achieve her vengeance while she will guide him to more power, both corporeal and magical. He pays the soldiers she needs to take the land that will become Los Brazos de Santiago and shares in the wealth the port city brings in. But it is not enough. His real prize is South, a cache of ancient relics belonging to a people that once worshipped the Swamp Witch as a goddess. His next recruits are unwilling. He considers killing William Palmer as soon as the man sets foot in redemption to set up his rival railroad. But he recognizes the Quaker has found true power in his faith and believes the danger of letting him live will be offset by the interesting people and things likely to circle around him. Miller plots with Isabella and Tlotska to create the irresistible Moira Greenwood, spying on Palmer through his best friend's wife. She learns of the member of his secret order traveling to redemption, and Miller makes the connection back to his failed battle in San Francisco. This time, he is successful in capturing Lynn Borenson. He has to kill a competent conductor in the process, but when the medium teaches him how to control ghosts, he finds a new use for his former employee. He puts that skill to work again with a young stowaway with powerful imagination and with the madam of a Mexico City brothel whose books point him towards some 
morally flexible law enforcement agents to help deal with the crime he has planned. When Tlatska gifts him with the artifact he seeks, he almost laughs to see that she has also stolen some unfortunate priest's empowered rosary breeds, no doubt thinking them insurance in case their current arrangement ever changes. Miller doesn't bother to correct her when it comes to their function. He has what he needs to change the world. The setbacks that follow are unfortunate. The self-righteous Federale, the impotent vigilante, the ignorant monk, and the disgraced barbarian have killed his most powerful ally, burned down his property, liberated his captive, and reclaimed the artifact that he needed to set his plans in motion. Luckily, long ago, he learned to be conservative with his investments. That meant diversifying. His new labor force has already built his next set of track, but its endpoint of the West Virginia coal mines are not as important as a stop along the way. The Aztec artifact was not the first he found with the ability to raise the dead, just the most powerful. The bone sculpture of a weeping goddess dubbed Demeter's Tears had the unfortunate limitation of only working when provided a sacrifice of a place of great natural power. He'd wanted to preserve the forest outside of perdition for the purpose, but that had been ruined by Tlotska as part of some ancient grudge. Luckily, he had found a suitable replacement, a lovely alder grove in South Carolina that the foolish face Bonner herbalist just couldn't stop talking about. It's even next to a perfect source of bodies, a burial site created for the area's Civil War dead. Soon, his train will leave and take him towards his bright vision of the future, will the dead labor endlessly to build his empire. And still, it will not be enough. It will never be enough. Awesome. Nice. Holy S word. <laughs> All right, everyone. That wraps it up for this installment of Critical Hit. Thank you so much for downloading and uh, checking us out this week. If you have any questions, podcast at Majorspoilers.com. And until next time, here's hoping all of your dice rolls are critical hits. This podcast is copyright 2017 by Major Spoilers Entertainment, LLC.